Will the Eagles win the NFC East this year? Does the entire Green Bay organization hate Aaron Rodgers? Is Le'Veon Bell wash? Should he retire? Tune in to find out and join me on today's NFL Journey. What is up, everybody? My name's Keanu, and I hope you are having an amazing day. As always, if you do enjoy the podcast, be sure to share with your mom, your dad, your sister, your dog, your grandpa, grandma, anybody. And if you can stick around, sadly, for the entire show, be sure to check out my YouTube channel, Kick Off with Keanu, to watch select clips. Obviously, we are here to talk about some football, so let's kick off with Keanu. So, the first thing I wanted to talk about today was which teams are the most likely or have the greatest chance of winning their division this year that in the prior year, they were in the last place. So, for example, the Jets, they were the they were fourth in their division last year. And what chance do they have at getting first place in their division this year? Well, just starting off with the least likely, we have the Jets, the Broncos, the Bengals, the, and the Jaguars. The Jets are in the AFC East. They have the Patriots within the, which might make a strong run to the playoffs this year. So that takes up a playoff spot. The Bills, uh, they are going to be running this division for a while with Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, that duo, especially with the defense, and Sean McDermott. Uh, yeah, it's safe to say, and even the Dolphins, they might make a, a might make a run if they take care of Tua, which I will talk about later. Moving on to the AFC West, it's not that the Broncos are necessarily bad. It's the fact that they are with the Chiefs. And the Chiefs, uh, Patrick Mahomes, it's safe to say he's going to lock up the division title for the next years, well, the years to come. AFC North, the Bengals, again, not necessarily that they're bad or that they're not going to be good this year. They could be good. It's just the competition in that division. You have, not only do you have the Steelers, who might have improved with Najee Harris, they finally will have a running game this year, but... You also have the Ravens with Lamar Jackson just getting better and better each year with the fact that now he actually has someone to throw to him, but throw to besides Hollywood Brown. He has Sammy Watkins. And you also have the Browns, who actually might who I believe are gonna win the division this year. They might go I think they're gonna go thirteen and four this year. But that's beside the point. They're not gonna win the division this year, they're not gonna win the division next year. It's gonna be a while before Joe Burrow gets his team. A division title. AFC South, Jaguars. Uh, again, Jaguars are with the Titans and the Colts. They're bo- two of them are both playoff caliber teams. If you want to win, get that division title, Jaguars, you need to beat Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, AJ Brown. Not going to happen. Sorry. Maybe next year. Not even. Um, next, we have the... Uh, what's it called? We have the Falcons. So... The Falcons I have at they have a greater chance of winning division title than the Jags and company, but it's still not good. Because they were the defending champs. And not only that, the Bucks kept all twenty two of their starters this year. That's I believe that's a first in NFL history. If they, they have all their twenty two starters, they should be able to make another championship run. That means they're gonna win the division title this year. Falcons are out. Next, we have the Lions. Uh, I have this. They have an equal chance of winning the division compared to the Falcons or a little or a greater chance. That's just because uh, Bears, 
recently Andy Dalton was named starter, and I don't, one I don't see the point in this, but they might have QB trouble, and putting Andy Dalton in the driver's seat for the beginning of the season might end up hurting them. So the Lions do have a greater chance. Again, if Green Bay doesn't have Rodgers this season, has Jordan Love, who seems to have some accuracy issues in OTs and minicamp, they have an even greater chance. And then the Vikings, if, remember, if, I, I sincerely believe Kirk Cousins is worse than Jared Goff. Jared Goff could actually carry this team to a division title. Next, we have the Eagles in the NFC East. Uh, previously, the worst division in NFL history last year. Uh, but I have them at a solid 6 on a scale of 1 to 10 for getting this division title. Because, think about it. Eagles additions this year, they got Ryan Kerrigan, who if he returns to his 13-sack season in 2018, he could be a monster paired with their with that defensive line they had and they had a they had one of the best defensive lines last year they also got the heisman trophy winner devonta smith and you pair that with that young rookie or previously rookie quarterback it's going to be an amazing duo they also got anthony harris who needs to if he can return to his 2019 form with six interceptions they'll be good and they also got a back a good decent backup qb to replace carson wentz and joe flacco and this is going to help them defensively and offensively, but also the injuries that plagued them last year, everybody's healing up. They could make a run for a division title. The Cowboys, they focused a lot in the draft on defense. They got, I believe, eight defensive players, which has never been seen before in Jerry Jones because Jerry loves offense. But those are rookies. You never know if a rookie's going to be a hit or a miss. So that's why I don't not maybe one rookie will be good, but you never know how good they're gonna be. So that's why Eagles have an even better chance. The Giants, I do favor the Giants to win the division title this year, but there are so many things that can go wrong because Daniel Jones, remember, QB is the most important position on a team, especially offense. You don't have a QB, you you're not winning the championship. Yes, defensive defense wins championships you still need a quarterback and if Daniel Jones does not perform this year Giants aren't winning the division title and Eagles even have a better chance uh as for the Redskins or not the Redskins my bad football team uh they got Curtis Samuel who gives you a good 800 plus yards Jimin Davis is a rookie again you don't know if he's going to be reliable or not uh William Jackson they added but he only gives you maybe one interception season uh and then Adam Humphreys can only give you 600 yards. And then that's not a good wide receiver core to pair with uh, Fitzpatrick. So honestly, even if Fitzpatrick does well, which is still you're not sure because he had that one breakout season last year, you don't know if Washington would be able to make it to the playoffs again. So I, I think the Eagles do have a decent chance. And lastly, the team that had the has the greatest chance of winning their division is the Niners. I have them at a 7 uh, from a scale of 1 to 10 for winning the division. And that's just because purely of injuries. Niners had the most injuries uh, in 2020. And they still managed to go 6-10 and 10 in the season. With mostly backup quarterbacks, fourth string defense, civ players... 
even though they did have Justin Skeel and Tarverius Moore having torn ACL and torn Achilles, that's why I lowered the number from like a 9 or 8 to a 7 on the likeliness of them winning the division this year. They also got Alex Mack, who is an amazing center, and they got Trey Lance, who I believe is going to start at some point this year because there's no point you should that Kyle Shanahan should have got Trey Lance if he's not going to use him. I mean, he's a third pick. You're going to have to use him. The Seahawks, they did improve their O-line and slightly improved defense, but that feels like that happens every single year. Yet, Russell Wilson is always, sh- is always scrambling for his life every single play. The Rams... I believe they have a they had they're going to be a good competitor more than the Seahawks and the Cardinals this year just because they got Deshaun Jackson and he could be amazing if he's healthy. They got Matt Stafford who is a significant upgrade from Matt from Jared Goff. They kept everyone else basically and uh the only problem is that the Niners tend to be built to beat them. It's just in a division. There's always teams that are just built to beat the other. For example, the Niners tend to beat the Rams, the Rams tend to beat the Seahawks, the Seahawks tend to beat the Niners, and the Cardinals seem to beat the Seahawks. Uh, and, yeah, I that's my ranking for, at least as of now, I'm not sure if there's going to be any new additions in the coming weeks or coming months before the season starts. But let's just transition into what's happening right now. So, as of right now, minicamp is going on, and... Reportedly, in minicamp for the Dolphins, uh, Tua, the quarterback, he threw five interceptions uh, that day. So, in one day. And he basically says, when asked why he threw so many interceptions, he says the there was an emphasis during practice for the QBs to be aggressive with throwing the ball. And I believe this is complete lies. Just... Because he, he's trying to take the heat off of him. He knows that nobody believes in him outside of Brian Flores. Which I'm not sure if Brian Flores is completely sold on him. Uh, but, and just to add salt to the wounds. Those five interceptions were pit, occurred when Xavier Howard, the ten, the interceptions leader for last season. Who accumulated ten, season, ten interceptions last season. He wasn't even there. He missed minicamp. I, I sincerely believe two is not the guy. He Dolphin the Dolphins they need a new quarterback. Uh I don't know why they moved on from Fitzpatrick. He was doing very good. He was gonna carry them to the playoffs, but they wanted to put two in. Like I said, I I think believe a couple of weeks ago. I don't believe in Alabama quarterbacks. Just look at some of the past quarterbacks in Alabama and then their their careers in the NFL. AJ McCarron he won back-to-back championships in college, transitioned him to the NFL. He started four games in six, in a six-year span, didn't do anything. Greg McElroy won a championship in 2010, but had a two-year NFL career and started one game. And lastly, Mac Jones. He doesn't have the biggest arm, doesn't have a big frame like Cam. He has no apparent gift. And you need a gift if you're going to be a quarterback. Look at Mahomes. The ability to just make plays happen. His arm is his ability. Josh Allen, he has the arm. Justin Fields, IQ. You need something. Mac Jones doesn't seem like he has anything. So, and it's not even, it's not necessarily that these QBs can't be good or weren't good in college. I think they were okay, but 
it was it was more of Nick Saban's system than actually their system. Nick Saban make, made them look good, and that's why they got drafted high. Uh, I think this season, honestly, is just going to be, like Daniel Jones, this season's going to be a trial season for uh, Tua. If Tua can't get to the playoffs and make some serious damage in the playoffs and headway within a stellar defense, uh, good wide receiver core, good tight end core, good offensive line, it's done. Brian Flores needs to make a change. So a couple days ago, Le'Veon Bell uh, tweeted out, and I quote, I'll never play for Andy Reid again. I retire first. And in his is his opinion valid or is he just making excuses? First off, the reason uh Le'Veon Bell was is an all pro running back. He played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, then he went to the Jets, and then he went to the Chiefs. My thinking is he went to the Chiefs because he wanted a free ring. He wasn't able to get one in Ste- on Steelers. So he was like, might as well just go to Mahomes, get my ring, and leave. Which didn't happen He, because uh, the Chiefs lost to the Bucks in the Super Bowl. Uh, do I think he's washed? I don't think so yet because we haven't had a season where Le'Veon Bell actually gets an opportunity to rush the ball with a good offensive line that uh, that's and a team that's run heavy. New York Jets, they just can't do anything. Uh at least last year, we're not sure about this year because last year and the year before that they didn't have an offensive line. They they built their they're getting their pieces now now that they have Zach Wilson and a good coach and Robert Sala. Now they're starting to build their pieces and build that team so they can get better over time. But the past two seasons, they weren't good. So that's why Le'Veon Bell wasn't able to basically perform to the same caliber when he was a Steeler. And also, at, during when he was with the Chiefs, he wasn't able to perform because, one, he wasn't the starter. He had 80 rushes in his time in, in Kansas City because the Chiefs are pass-heavy offense not a run first not a run heavy just think about it this way in the last four seasons in Pittsburgh Bell had 4.6 yards per carry including two back-to-back seasons of 4.9 yards a carry but he was he had around 350 carries total and he accumulated like 1300 yards but when he went to the Jets because of the poor line and just not having enough carries just because they can't drive down the field, which doesn't allow for more carries to happen. He was averaging 3.2 yards per carry, and he had around 240 carries versus the 320 with Pittsburgh. When he went to the Chiefs, he averaged his yards per carry went up just because the O-line is better in Kansas City, but he only had 80 rushes. So I think we need to give Le'Veon Bell an actual chance. He needs to go to a team, sign with a team, that actually will give him a chance to run the ball as a starter. We will be able to determine if he can get back to his elite level that he had before. So recently, an ex-NFL GM came out and he said, Aaron Rodgers is selfish. He's disliked by teammates and coaches. According to Matt Lombardo, a fan-sided, the uh, GM said, and I quote, the guy's selfish. Teammates don't like him. Coaches don't like him. It's all about Aaron. I deal with him because he's a superstar. He helps guys make money and put food on the table for their kids. And people respect him for that. But he's he's not going to. Nobody likes him, essentially. So 
what do I think of this? I think everybody, I think this is just wrong. He's he's not in the Packers organization. Like it said, he's the next NFL GM. It doesn't say he has any relation to the Packers. He doesn't know, I don't think, what's going on. In my opinion, I think everybody likes him except the management. The coaches like him, the players like him, but management and him have some beef. There's there's a squabble going on and there's some tension tension between the two. Uh last week a friend of Rogers came out and kind of explained everything why Rogers has its his problem has this problem with Green Bay. And essentially, it's it's not that he hates Jordan Love. He actually likes Jordan Love. He said that with my situation, look, it's never been about the draft pick picking Jordan. I love Jordan. He's a great kid. It's more of the fact that he was blindsided by the team's moves that to draft Jordan Love. For example, Aaron Rodgers was blindsided with the draft of Jordan, the pick of Jordan Love. But if we transition to the Buccaneers with Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, Bruce Arians is willingly going to Tom Brady and being like, look, here's a set of wide receivers. I want you to look at them. I want you to pick some wide receivers and see what you like. And also, by the way, we're going to draft a QB late in the draft. So don't be blindsided about that. That's what Aaron Rodgers wants. He doesn't want to feel blindsided and betrayed by the man, the team he's been with for 17 years. Nobody would want that. He deserves the respect, honestly. And just blindsiding him just deteriorates the trust within this relationship and also gives him shows that we don't have respect for you. And just to add on to that, it's not just the draft picks and not one not letting him uh, draft more wide receivers because Aaron Rodgers wants wide receivers. He wants help on the wide receiver core. And it's also not about just being blindsided by Jordan Love. It's also about management releasing some players throughout his 17-year tenure in the Green Bay Packers organization that is also blindsided Rodgers. For example... Uh, when Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb played for the Packers, they were both released, and they were good friends of Rodgers, and Rodgers was, was blindsided by those releases. And throughout the years, Rodgers' friends and people he actually likes or thinks has potential have been released by the Packers without not just not his consent, but just telling him. Rodgers just wants some communication. Essentially... That's his problem with Green Bay, and he's kind of fed up with it, so that's why he wants out. That's why he's holding out in OTAs on the mini camp, and probably training camp when it comes up. Well, hope you guys enjoyed uh, this week's podcast. Uh, that's all for me, everybody. We out.